Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the We Don't Want a Podcast. We've got a couple notes for you before we jump in today. First, we really just wanted to say thanks. We've been getting some great feedback from you all, and Scott and I are both super grateful for that, so thank you. Also, the We Don't Want a Podcast is helping two iTunes or Apple Podcast reviewers find love. It's amazing. You guys should go over there and check it out. The reviews are pretty hilarious. Hey, and consider leaving us one while you're there. Also, if you haven't already, give us a follow on our social media, Twitter and Instagram, at We Don't Want a Pod to connect with us. And lastly, we've activated the message button on our podcast description, along with on our anchor account. If you want to give us, or better yet, Scott, a piece of your mind, leave us a voice message and we'll respond to or react to them in some way, shape, or form pretty soon. Thanks again and enjoy the We Don't Want a Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, I guess that's where the reluctancy comes in. Uh, Today, we get to talk about chapters 7 through 10 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. As we all know, I am a huge diehard Harry Potter fan. And Scott, I guess he's a little less than that. <laughs> How you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, last, uh, yeah, a little bit less after our, our last episode. Um, I, yeah. think, I think I made it pretty clear that that was probably the most down I've been on Harry Potter since since we started this uh shenanigans yeah man you were a fucking downer dude, dude i was i was i was spitting some hot fire last week uh that yeah. th- that bullshit with the fucking flying car oh my god <laughs> i just wanted to scream uh this 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 next you know i'm beginning to really understand why you say this this is your least favorite book not to yeah. say this week is going to be all bad again but there's there's good and bad here. We'll, we'll, it's we'll just get to it's that. it's just not the best, which no. is fine, uh, you know. But it's just I don't know. It, you know, it's it's just pretty bland. I feel like yeah. Um, there's there's a bit of flavor here and there, and we'll I I try to really hone in on that. But yeah, there's there's also a bit of blandness to be man, sure. Well, I uh I am excited to get into it, man. It's been a we had to take a couple of weeks off of recording. Uh, schedules couldn't line up. Uh, you got to go back to Colorado, so that was you had a good time over there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been has been a hot minute since since we recorded. Uh, I'm trying to remember how we do this. What we what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> you said the the name of of the podcast and everything. I was like, oh yeah, that is what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. We don't. Yes, wanna. we don't want to. Um, but yeah, why don't we why don't we jump right in here? Well, I guess where we left off, uh, obviously the, there was the whole bit with the flying car. The, the The beginning part of this book was a lot of recap, and then Harry stayed with Ron for a while. The, the Dursleys made a prison of their home, and then yeah, uh, we got introduced to my new favorite character. Lockhart. I can't even think of his first name right now. What the fuck is his first Gilderoy. name? Gilderoy. Gilderoy, yeah. 
Gilderoy Lockhart, who is just the best, the funniest mofo. Him and Hagrid are still the funniest people ever. I love them. Um, so yeah, they are pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, so yeah, chapter seven, like you said, I think we're going through chapters seven through ten. This book has eighteen chapters. We're probably going to do three more episodes, four chapters each. So yeah, so chapter seven. Um, my first, I and I did start since we did take a couple weeks off. Some of this is is going to be very rusty in my memory because I, I read this and took these notes quite a bit ago, several weeks ago. So some of this. I, I don't remember a lot. All I have here is Colin is incredibly annoying to both Harry and me. This is this Colin Creevy kid who just wants <laughs> Colin to... Creevy, the kid with the uh, with the camera. Yeah, the kid with the camera. He just wants to take Harry's photo and is like creepily obsessed with Harry. I think he, he wants... wants to do like some uh, boudoir I th- photo I shoots. I think with... <laughs> he wants Harry to fuck him. I don't think he wants to fuck Harry. I think he wants Harry to fuck him. Is is my theory. Uh, in the uh, in the photography world, we call that doudoir. <laughs> that, that was pretty. If you just came up with that pun off the top of your head, I'm fair. No, impressed. definitely not. This is actually a joke. Oh wait, so. shit! Seriously, I thought you were just making yeah, a seriously. pun. That's amazing. No, 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 okay. no. I'm not that good. Are yeah, you kidding I, me? I'm I, funny, that's why that I was funny. impressed. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, Wood is really mad that they didn't win the Quidditch Cup last year. Which they only lost because Harry was unconscious for the final game. And my thing is like, so wait, all this practice and training is going to help Harry not be unconscious for the final game? Wood seems like a a bit of a fool. Um, Because, yeah, they're practicing. There's a uh, a bit of a spat between the Slytherin team and the Gryffindors over who gets the field. And Hermione throws a mad diss on Malfoy. I, I do not remember what she said to him, but fucking zinger i can tell you right now actually okay, she wh- says at least all of our players got on on their talent none of them had to buy their way in that's what it was yeah or hermione hermione throwing zingers at malfoy he gets all pissed and he calls her a mudblood everybody like erupts at that uh people are like furious apparently that's a big deal ron's dumb broken wand backfires and he starts constantly vomiting slugs I don't know if that was specifically, if this is a thing where, like, he was specifically trying to bust out a curse that made someone vomit slugs, or yeah. that just happened to be what his wand backfired into doing to him. Either way, no, Ron sucks. He, um, he, no, he uh, he tells, he shoots a curse at Malfoy, and he literally, see... This is another reason. This is one of the stupid things that, like, I pick up on that I fucking hate uh, about this book. Okay. Uh, and it's it, it's not an actual spell, right? Like, all these spells have, like, kind of loose, like, Latin root. But he literally just picks up his wand and he says, eat slugs, Malfoy. Wait, does he really? Backfires. Yeah. That's really yeah, he stupid. Says, eat slugs. Yeah, it's real dumb. Like it's not a, like they have to learn. They have to learn all this complicated wand work and spells and right. everything like Say that to, the name, in order to do magic. Isn't the Leviosa thing like yeah? Isn't that a whole thing? And he just says yeah. eat slugs, and that works apparently. Apparently, well, it backfired because his wand's broken. Well, yeah, I mean, he's it, spitting up. Theoretically, slugs. if his wand wasn't broken, it would have worked. I suppose it would have worked. Apparently, that's real dumb. Um, so yeah, Ron's vomiting slugs. They take him to Hagrid's hut. Uh, 
Haggard mentions here that Lockhart was the only one who wanted to be the uh, data teacher. Are we fine still calling it data? Uh, you, yeah. You said Harry Potter heads do that, right? You freaks. Yes. <laughs> uh, defense <laughs> hey, against the now, dark pal. arts. No, I'm going to, you know what, specifically because that's okay, I'm going to say it, the whole thing out. Defense against the dark arts teacher. Uh <laughs> Oh he said he says no one had lasted at it for a while and people thinks it's think it's jinxed. I, I think I knew this was a whole thing like, oh, it's a different defense against the dark arts teacher every year, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't expect them to just like up and acknowledge it this early. I mean, this is only yeah. the second teacher we've had in the position in the whole series. So I think it's a bit odd that they're just like, oh, no, yeah, that's a thing already. But whatever. Um. Well, it's it's not it's not just the, I mean, this has been a it's been a revolving door for right. that position even before the kids before were we were introduced to the world before you know correct our timeline I guess, sure. So Ron and Hagrid explain to Harry and Hermione because they don't know what mudblood meant. Uh, they explain that mudblood is like the biggest insult imaginable. It basically just means she comes from Muggle parents that she's not like wizard blood. Uh, correct. Yeah, so I mean, mudblood is just—I um, mean, it's—it's it's a nasty word. I mean, it's—I—I I don't think—I mean, I—I I don't want to compare it to a racial slur because I—I th- I think that that's like racial slurs are obviously incredibly bad and mm-hmm. just not okay. Right. So I don't want to make light of a racial slur by comparing sure. it to a fictional thing, but it is—it is in that realm. Right. Of, um, you know, it's just, it's prejudice. It's, I, I don't know that I could say racist because they're, they're still all witches and wizards mm-hmm. and humans, you know, but like, um, but yeah, I mean, basically it's, it's fucking racist. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's, yeah, I, you know, that's definitely the real world analog that it's, that it's pulling from is, yeah, obviously racism and stuff like that. So, um, Ron here makes the best point he's ever made in his life by saying that Neville is pure blood and he can't do anything right. And I'm like, that's true. Uh, ba- I forgot he says yeah. that. That's so good. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Because he's basically saying, like, it doesn't matter whether you're pure blood or mixed muggle blood or whatever. He's like, friggin' Neville's pure blood. Oh, and I think he also said, pure blood I have here in quotes, because I think he says here that uh, realistically they're all a little bit mixed with muggles or wizards would have died out by now. Um, yeah. So everybody is at least a little bit mixed and I, I thought that was funny. He's like, fucking Neville sucks. He can't do anything right. And he's, quote unquote, pure blood. Um, yep. Oh, then ha- does suck. Hagrid does more awesome shit here. He punks Harry. He's like, hey, I've got a bone to pick with you. I hear you've been giving out signed photos. Why haven't <laughs> I gotten one yet? And Harry's like immediately furious and is just like, oh, I'm not giving out signed photos. And Hagrid's just smiling, and he just punks him real good. I love Hagrid. Uh, <laughs> he is a good character, He's so man. good. Uh, here again, they mention Hagrid's pink umbrella, and I think Harry in his like, inner monologue is like, it's probably got his wand in it. But he says Hagrid never talks about why he got expelled. He always changes the subject. You know I've been talking about this every time it comes up. And I'm starting yep. to get worried. I'm getting worried that whenever they eventually do explain what he got expelled for, I'm going to be disappointed because it's going to be, wait, that's it. That's the whole story. And I'm just going to be disappointed. So I'm I'm getting a little worried about that. Uh, 
don't don't worry about it. It's um it it it's substantial okay. and it contributes to the story. Right. It's it's not some throwaway thing. Fair enough. They've just brought it up a bunch and I'm like, man, I feel like they're really building this up and I'm only going to be disappointed, but <laughs> anyway, um Hag- Hagrid on a roll here. Punks Harry again. He he mentions that he met Ginny and he says, "I bet she would like a signed photo." <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid is just spitting hot fire, punking Harry all over the place. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's real good. Hagrid is amazing. Um, so Harry's detention is helping Lockhart answer fan mail, which is amazing. Uh, Harry shows up at his office door t- to serve his detention. Lockhart opens the door, and I have in quotes here what he says is, Ah, here's the scallywag. <laughs> Dude, I love your fucking it's, Lockhart impression. I, I, so I love doing it. The fact that he just calls him a scallywag is so good. <laughs> uh, so he's he's helping Lockhart answer or address his fan mail. Harry's there for a long time. Then he hears a voice uh, that says, Come to go. me. Let me rip you. Let me tear you. Let me kill you. Dude. Holy shit. This just got That's some re- hardcore BDSM stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, this just got real for a, a children's book. This is like ripping and tearing. That's the Doom Slayers thing. Um I was like, <laughs> damn, son, this just got real up in here. Uh Lockhart yep. doesn't hear it. He's like, Harry, what's wrong with you? Uh and okay, and then that's basically the end of this. And now Pause. Pause, 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 pause. Okay. Do you, do you have any, look, I know, I understand that you've seen the movies. Yeah, sure. But do you understand why this is a thing? Like, what, him hearing Tell things? me your thoughts on this. Yeah. What do you mean? I, I don't understand the question. Well, then that might mean you don't understand the answer, and I don't. I'm assuming this Maybe is yet. like Voldy talking to him. It's what? I'm assuming it's like Voldemort talking to him. Um through their no. like connection or whatever. No, although that's that's not a bad guess. Um but no. Okay. Uh, cool. I I was just wondering cuz I I have speculated on like how much you retained from the movies and I know and like I I know it's not much it's, but yeah, it's very little. There's small, small little payoffs that you're like, "Oh, hey, that was that was clever." Like I I like that. And I just I wanted to know if you Sure knew where this was going okay cool that's i, just I okay so i out. yeah i i wasn't thinking a whole lot of this yet i i assumed it was like voldemort talking to him through their connection i, I one thing i do rem- think i think i remember from this movie is that i think they fight a snake at the end so maybe this is a snake talking to him i don't know um sure. i think they fight a big snake in the chamber of secrets but i i don't know for sure um anyway you think what I was going to say was now I'm even more mad about the whole car thing because uh-huh. I, you know how I was furious about it. I was like, this is just another shitty device for them to get detention. And it's a really dumb right. way for them to get detention. And this was, he could have heard that voice anywhere. Why did he have to be in Lockhart's office serving detention for him to hear <laughs> this voice? There was literally no point for the car thing 
at all. Now it's just, a, oh, it's a fun side, side adventure. I was so furious because I was like, because th- then he just, he just leaves Lockhart's office and that's the end of that. And I'm like, what? Because at least last time, I think I remember in the last book, I was furious about however they got detention that time. And I was like, that was the dragon egg thing. Yes, the dragon egg thing, which I was so dumb. But then at least that led to what was my favorite chapter in that book when they're in the forest. So I was like, okay, fine. If we're as long as we're getting good stuff like that to follow it up, do whatever you fucking need to to get us to the detention. So now that I know that this was what that freaking dumb car shit led to, I was I was not pleased about that at all. Anyway. Fair uh, enough. Chapter 8. Uh <laughs> Harry is talking with nearly headless Nick and he's all he's all upset that he can't participate in the headless hunt because there's like half an inch of skin holding the dude's head on. Poor poor yeah. guy. By by the way, I I um I compare this chapter to, you know, like the, oh, actually, you know, like in um, uh, Code Geass, mm-hmm. you know, the the dumb ass episodes of anime that like are so ridiculously <laughs> animated, my but favorite like, episodes? they're so necessary. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. They're so this good. is like one of those stupid little like B plot, like just a tiny little, like tiny little like blurp in the story where it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, there was, yeah. I, I don't have a ton of notes on this chapter. Uh, I feel like it sets up a little bit more. Like, I guess you're right. I mean, the Code Geass episodes do as well, but it's always like <laughs> they're building a giant pizza at this school festival, and you're like, what the fuck oh, are we even God. doing here? <laughs> but at the same God time, damn. I love it. Anybody, anybody who's not watched Code Geass... Oh, you have to. Just needs to get on that shit, it's, man. It's incredible, dude. I binged. Genuinely. I binged some purpleized videos, by the way. Did you? Oh my god. He's, yeah, I fucking did, he's dude. Literally the funniest person. <laughs> I'm <alive>. at soup. <laughs> <laughs> the soup. The soup store. So good. It's so good. <laughs> it's classic. Oh uh, man. Anyway, so Harry gets in trouble with Filch because he tracks in mud. The things they get in trouble for are so dumb. Um, he's in Filch's office and notices a quick spell flyer on his desk, which is for shitty wizards, apparently, that can't do spells right. Uh, Filch is furious and embarrassed that Harry saw this and kicks him out without punishment. Uh, it's basically like a, like a four dummies book. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of one of our four dummies books. Spells for dummies basically is basically what I got out of it. Harry, because, so Nick uh, got peeves to distract Filch, which basically kind of let him get out of there. So because of this, Harry agrees to go to Nick's death day party on Halloween um, to kind of pay him back. They go to the (laughs) party. So following up with what you were talking about, unlike those Code Geass episodes, this was completely uninteresting to me. Literally, I have written in my notes. I'm like, they go to the party, which is all very boring and uninteresting to me, except when they start playing head hockey, which sounds pretty cool. Uh, yep. I just want to know more about head hockey because it sounds like a better wizard sport than fucking Quidditch. Uh, sounds like something I would ask my wife for on like my birthday. Head hockey? God damn <laughs> That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Uh, they meet Moaning Myrtle, who apparently is not a porn star, and also apparently haunts a toilet. 
because that's a thing. He was apparently not a porn star. <laughs> I was disappointed. You know what? I was disappointed. I fucking hope that there is a, po- a porn star that has adopted the epitaph. If uh, there is moaning mor- Myrtle. If there is not already, I will be disappointed in this world. Um, God, that's hilarious, man. Maybe, maybe someday, some young girl who was a Harry Potter fan growing up um, <laughs> will follow her dreams to becoming a porn star named Moaning Myrtle. Um, anyway, she haunts a toilet, and I'm sure that'll be important later. I guess. Um, Harry hears the ripping and tearing voice again, and the others don't. Harry tries to follow the sound. And they find Mrs. Norris, the cat, dead hanging by her tail from a torch. Some grisly shit, man. Um, and written on the wall yep. is, The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. Enemies of the air. Enemies of the beware. air. Sounds like a... That's a sick, like, rap lyric right there. Enemies of the air, beware. It's not bad. Um, yeah. So, of course, everyone immediately comes out and finds them there with a dead cat looking guilty because that's just how these things go. And that's the end of chapter eight. Chapter nine is a super long chapter. Uh, it went on for forever, and I do have a ton of notes from it. And It's it's pretty jam-packed. I mean, it's not like overly crazy story stuff, but like it's, it is it is packed well. Yeah, there's it's, a it's lot a here, and there's there's more that I'll have to kind of refer to the book to as well because there was a bunch I was like, okay, I don't want to – this is going to be a lot to take notes on. So we'll be, we'll be in here in Chapter 9 for a while. So Filch wants to kill Harry for killing his cat. Makes sense. <laughs> um, Dumble is there, and he takes them all to Lockhart's office to talk it over. Of course, Lockhart's immediately like – my office is close, headmaster. We can go there. Um, <laughs> Lock, go. Lockhart, him. Lockhart makes several helpful suggestions as Dumble examines the cat. Uh, he's like, oh, I bet it's this spell. Um, apparently, the cat is not dead, just petrified. And Filch yeah. is still convinced Harry did it. But Dumble says that second years couldn't have done it, that it would take extremely advanced dark magic. Which, again, just throws into focus him doing things like last year in the first book being like, Oh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll let Harry see if he can take on Voldemort. Like, I'll be there to help maybe if he can't, but maybe I'll let him try it. And then also he's like, Oh, no, second years could not have done this. This is extremely advanced dark magic. No way. Fuck no. Which, which is pretty hilarious because I'm actually kind of surprised that you hadn't thought of this um what's that i have the answer for it okay so it's not an actual issue but (laughs) okay (laughs) don't laugh at me here we go because magic is the answer (laughs) no 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 no. actually it 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 is kind of funny that and it it takes somebody who believes in the fandom and and says hey like Mm -hmm. This is obviously what this is meant to be, you know, whatever. But Dumbledore says, uh, no, he's only petrified. No, a second year couldn't have done that. But literally in the first book, you see Hermione use the spell Petrificus Totalis. Oh, yeah. Against Neville, which is a body-binding, petrifying curse. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's just it's kind of funny that like he says people can't right. do that unless they're like really powerful. But. That's true, but I'm assuming he means that this 
is a much more extreme version of that because yes, they talk yeah, about exactly how what it is. Yeah, they talk about how like oh, not even Dumble could fix this. They have to wait for the Mandrakes or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Like most, most kind of like normal jinxes like that, like Petrificus mm-hmm. Totalis, or as uh, Jim Dale says, because he's British, he says Petrificus Totalis. Uh, <laughs> Totalis. <laughs> um, there, there's typically a, a counter jinx. Uh, for it, but for something like this, this is like extremely advanced stuff where there's like you have to brew a potion or um, you know something to that extent. Gotcha. Um, so Filch is not convinced by any of this. He says that Harry knows he's a squib, which neither I nor Harry know what that is at this point. Uh, Snape actually defends Harry here and says they might have just been wrong place, wrong time. But he does want to know why they were in that corridor at all. Uh, Harry doesn't want to tell them he heard a voice. And he can't really come up with a good excuse for why they were in that corridor. Uh, So Snape is, like, very suspicious. He's like, you're not telling us the full truth. But they let him go. Dumble's like, eh, get the fuck out of here, you scamps. He doesn't say that. uh, Man, that that from Snape is is a really... um it's a very good Alan Rickman moment in the movie because he, mm, you know, he, he does his like, perhaps they were in the wrong place at the wrong, at the wrong time yes. and like stares deeply into their fucking soul. God, he's so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Alan no, it, it is real good. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> incredible. Um, so Ron, Ron tells Harry that hearing voices no one else can is bad news even for wizards. Like, apparently, you know, that's not everyday shit, even for these crazy fucks. Uh, yep. <laughs> he, he, he also tells them that a squib is someone who has wizard blood but can't do magic. So now we know what a squib is, and apparently that is filch. Um, they they wonder what the Chamber of Secrets... <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets could be, but I'm like, ooh, I know, it's the name of the book. <laughs> Sorry, I, I literally I had that joke in my notes because I'm a fucking tool. I fucking hate you. I know. You are the worst kind the of worst. person. I am the worst. Um, you are a mudblood. Okay. Um, no, just kidding. You're a muggle. Yeah. Oh, no. Ginny uh, is very disturbed by the cat thing, and Ron says, stuff like this doesn't really happen often at Hogwarts, and I'm like, really? Because it seems like shit like this is happening all the time to me, but what do I know? <laughs> Um, I'm glad you get it, by the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, Ron's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Nothing like this ever happens. I'm like, what the fuck ever, Ron? Um, uh, <laughs> clearly you haven't been reading these yeah, books. Yeah, clearly you haven't been reading these books, Ron. Um, a Hufflepuff named Justin Flinchley. Finch Fleshley? Flinch Fleshley. Fleshley? Ooh. <laughs> un- Fleshley? Un- unfortunate name there, Fleshley. Uh... <laughs> He avoids... It's not fleshly. I want it to be fleshly. In my mind, it's fleshly. Uh, He avoids Harry, and Ron's like, why do you care? He's an idiot. And I'm just like, wow, Hufflepuffs must must suck so much that even a moron like Ron thinks they're idiots. Uh, Hermione wants to read the history of Hogwarts to find out about the Chamber of Secrets, but all the copies have been checked out of the library, and I'm like, how could anyone beat her at library stuff? She's slacking, girl. She she should have been the first one in there checking that book out. Yeah, that, that's a very, very astute observation, yeah. there, buddy. Come on, how could how could you let anyone beat you to the library, Hermione? Um, 
so they go to Professor Bin's class, who is the only ghost teacher. I think they mentioned him briefly in the first book, um, but apparently he just he just got up to teach one morning and left his body behind and just kept teaching as a ghost, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. Um, it is, he he's hilarious. I wish we saw him in the movies. Is he not in the movies at all? No, he's not in the movies. Oh, it's so disappointing because it's just so he'd be a funny character, you know. <laughs> Why did they choose to just like? So who? What happens with this scene in the? I mean, this is neither here nor there. But what happens with this scene in the movie? Is it just a different teacher? Or? Um. Yes, they okay. have M- McGonagall's a stand. McGonagall. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay. I do have a question about ghosts here. Is this like? Does every wizard that die become a ghost, or is they like? Is this like a Star Wars thing where they have Ooh. to go through special training to be like to do the Force Ghost thing? Um, okay. Um, what 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 dang, specifically Hit, hitting me with a deep yeah, question is, here? Do I need to be asking this now, or is this will I find this out later? No. Um, the books will ask the question for you later. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's. It, it's nothing spectacular. Okay. Um. There's. Yeah. No. Fair enough. I think. I think that's okay for me to say. Yeah. We'll. We'll get to it. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Then I just thought about that. I was like, does everyone become a ghost, or is this like a training thing? I don't know. Um. <laughs> so Hermione asks him about the Chamber of Secrets. Uh. It's funny here because they, they talk about how this this class is extremely boring, and he just kind of drones on, and no one pays any attention. And Hermione raises her hand and he looks, he acts like this is the first time he's ever noticed that he has students. (laughs) And he asks her her name and she says Hermione Granger. And then he calls on her again because I think she raised her hand again. And he immediately calls her Miss Grant instead of Miss Granger, which I think is real funny. See, this would have been such a funny little exchange, a very small exchange, right. but it would have been great. It's just Miss Grant. I don't know why that was so funny to me. He says he deals in historical fact, not legends, but she presses him and says that, hey, don't legends have some basis in truth, which is true. Um, yes. And he agrees to tell them, and he seems shocked that anyone is interested in anything he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> which I also love. Uh, so Hogwarts, so we get a little history lesson here about Hogwarts. This is where there's a lot of lore here, which I'm I'm a big fan of lore. This is good. World See, building. this this was a good this was a good way to to deal some exposition, and yes. some history and world building. Yes, uh, instead of it being it didn't feel forced. You know, it was like fun, interactive. Right. No, I uh, I yeah, I enjoyed this a little bit. So Hogwarts was founded over a thousand years ago, but they don't know the exact date. That seems a little weird. Um, the f- yeah, that is weird. The four houses are named after the founders. There's, let's see, let's see if I can remember them. Helga Hufflepuff, Salazar Slytherin, uh, Gil, Gil, Godric Gryffindor. Godric, yeah. And, uh, oh, shit, I should know the Ravenclaw gal, but I don't. Um, Ro- Rowena? Rowena? Yeah, Rowena Ravenclaw. Rowena Ravenclaw. Um... So they built the castle together, far from prying muggle eyes, I think he says. And uh, they worked well together for a time, but eventually, apparently, a rift grew between Slytherin and the other three. Um, Slytherin wanted to be more selective about who they bring into the school, basically. 
Um, yeah. He, he believed that magical learning should be kept within all magic families, and he disliked taking students of muggle parentage, believing them to be untrustworthy. So apparently... Yeah, so Slytherin was basically like the... Um, he wanted to only accept the uh, Hitler youth. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely an aside... But I'm just going to throw it out here. Have I asked you if you've seen the movie Jojo Rabbit before? Have we had this conversation? I don't think so. No, I haven't oh seen it. Oh, my God. Anyone out there, you included Zach, that hasn't seen the movie Jojo Rabbit, should see Jojo Rabbit. It's about this little kid who's in the Hitler Youth, and it's fantastic. Everyone should watch it. Oh, it's dang. very, very good. Uh, it's a comedy. Right. Kind of a dark comedy, but it's very, very good. Um, anyway. So, hey, speaking of dark comedies, did you watch Parasite? No, I haven't. I wanted to. Fucking hell. Scotty. I need to get on it. I'm very disappointed. Okay, all right, I'll get on it. Everybody else, watch that shit. Okay. It's beautiful. (laughs) And watch Jojo Rabbit. Uh, So apparently after a while, there was a serious argument on the subject between Slytherin and Gryffindor, and Slytherin left the school. Um, And this is where basically Bins, who I love his name also, by the way, just Bins... It's pretty good. Uh, So he's like, reliable historic sources tell us this much, but these honest facts have been obscured by the fanciful legend of the Chamber of Secrets. The story goes the Slytherin had built a hidden chamber in the castle, of which the other founders knew nothing. Uh, According to legend, he sealed the Chamber of Secrets so that none would be able to open it until the true heir arrived at the school, and he alone would be able to unseal the Chamber of Secrets, unleash the horror within, and use it to purge the school of all who were unworthy to study magic. Um, so everyone's like now all of a sudden very interested in what Bins has to say, but he is like annoyed by this and he's like, ah, the whole thing is nonsense. Of course, the school has been searched hundreds of times for evidence of such a chamber. And by the, you know, the most powerful wizards who have ever lived, it does not exist. Um, and Hermione's like, what exactly do you mean by the horror within the chamber? And Binz is like, ah, it's some kind of monster the heir of Slytherin alone can control. But it doesn't exist, basically. He's like, there's no monster, there's no chamber. Uh, you know, this doesn't exist. And basically everyone's like, well, hey, if only Slytherin's true heir could open it. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to find it, right? And Binz is, like, very adamant. He's like, listen, if, you know, somebody like Dumbledore couldn't find it, nobody could find it, all these, you know, powerful witches and wizards through history couldn't find it, it doesn't exist. Um, And everyone else is like, well, what if it has to be, you know, a specific Slytherin person? Um, Anyway, a lot of, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff here. Um, it's a it's a really cool legend. Um, I mean, I, I understand I'm coming from a, from a very biased position, but I do think like if I just saw that like history lesson on you know the synopsis of a book, I'd be interested yeah. in that. You know, like they, it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think I think it is a cool, yeah, kind of a cool legend and kind of a cool premise for like, hey, there's this. Too bad this book is still lame. Yeah, listen, I mean. <laughs> Like I said, this was this was what I was talking about when there are like bright spots trying to shine through and it's just like obscured sure. by 
fucking nonsense like goddamn flying cars and Quidditch matches, which I think we're about to get to. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Ron. So they they finish this lesson anyway. Ben's just like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm going back to normal boring shit. Uh, this is all nonsense, basically. Uh, Ron talks about how he knew Salazar was a loony, but didn't know he started the whole pure blood business. Says he wouldn't go to Hogwarts at all if he had gotten put into Slytherin, and Hermione agrees. Here's here's something I found a little interesting. Harry has a little inner monologue to himself here, where he kind of remembers what happened with the Sorting Hat, and apparently he's never told them about the Sorting Hat almost putting him in Slytherin, which I find a little interesting because these are like his best friends and like confidants, and I feel like he tells them everything, but he's reluctant to tell them this, which which is a little interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently. <laughs> This was really weirdly presented and kind of tossed off immediately, and I was a little taken aback. Apparently, people are saying that Harry is the heir to Slytherin, which just seems to happen kind of out of nowhere, and they just kind of mention it in passing and then just, like, move on immediately. I would have figured that would have been a bigger deal they would have made of that at the start. Yeah, there there's always, like, strange things that, like, rumors or ideas or whatever that pop up around Harry. Sure. Like, even... <clears throat> it's just because of like of his past of you know of sure. like being a baby and killing Voldemort. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that we've gotten to this or if you've heard this before. But like at some point in the books, you learn that like when when Harry was born, and then you know fast forward, and Voldemort tries to kill him, mm-hmm. and he gets killed instead, or you know, or whatever the fuck happens to him. Uh, so many dark witches and wizards speculated that Harry was an even more powerful dark wizard mm-hmm. in the making, and that's why that's the only reason that he was able to, you know, stop the Dark Lord. Sure. Um, and a lot of they speculated that a lot of Voldemort's supporters went into hiding because they wanted to let Harry age so to they see if he would be like or- correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, this isn't anything that's like plot driven or anything that's like really giving anything away. It's just interesting, like sure. little things like that pop up in speculation about Harry because of, you know, his fucked up past. For sure, for sure. Um, so they go to the hallway where the writing is and where they found the cap. <laughs> and they decide to look for clues, and they like immediately find scorch marks, which I don't even know. They don't really talk about that at all. And then a bunch of spiders. And I'm like, how do these idiots find clues immediately? Wouldn't this area have been, like, very thoroughly investigated by the teachers when this happened? But whatever. Um, apparently, here, yeah. we, here we find out that apparently Ron hates spiders because Fred once turned his <laughs> teddy bear into one while he was holding it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Fred, that's hilarious. Uh, I'm sure Ron hating spiders will come up again. Um... So the the bathroom where uh, Moaning Myrtle again not a porn porn star, uh, where a she, porn star a porn star, <laughs> uh, where Myrtle hangs out is like right there in that corridor. So they go in there to ask her if she saw anything, but she didn't and just sobs. And that's kind of the end of that. This whole mo- I I'm assuming Moaning Myrtle will play a more important role somewhere down the line, but I'm not seeing it yet. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that that look was encouraging. <laughs> um, 
that's great for the audio listeners also which is everyone um we don't record this shit uh ron is convinced that malfoy is slytherin's heir because he hates malfoy and because his family is evil and he said you'll be next mudblood uh somewhat sound logic from ron but i he just i think it's just because he hates malfoy uh, I I just think that anytime Harry or Ron make a speculation uh, like a a guess that could truly move the plot forward, it's wrong. Like you, yes, just, you yes, can just, you just count know. on like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Now that's probably now that you think that exactly. now that's not it. You're exactly right because that's these those are the only swerves this these books make so far. <laughs> is that it's like oh these idiots are convinced it's this one thing. Is totally not going to be that thing. That's the big. And I don't know twist. what what's happening to me. I'm feeling a little bit spicy today on this on this book, and I usually am, and just so loving with with Harry Potter. But listen, yeah, whatever you you, did, you have admitted several times, this is your least favorite book. Uh, it is, and I, like I'm just like I'm struggling, man, to get through this thing. I want us to get past this book so bad. Uh, and like I don't hate this book, but. I'm I'm so excited to share with you like the sh- the great stuff that happens afterwards. I just like I just want us to get through this thing, man. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to know that us talking this over is such a struggle for you, pal. I love you too. Um, <laughs> I know now, you're doing all the work. You're, you're driving <laughs> no. the pod right now, and <laughs> I'm the one that has to I'm read like, this shit. This and take is notes. so daunting on me. You know? I hate you so much. Uh, we'll get through it. I I want to get to the good stuff too because I feel like there is. I can see the kernels of good stuff here, but it's just like, it's just literal now actual listen, shit piled up around it, it. It's it's taking its toll on me, so hurry up. Okay, I'm sorry. How dare I? <laughs> uh, here's where they lay out this polyjuice potion plan, and it's so convoluted and dumb, and I expect so much better out of Hermione. Her second L for this whole chapter is she first can't get the book she wants out of the library, and now she comes up with this ridiculous polyjuice potion plan where she's like, oh, we'll brew this potion that makes us look like Slytherins. And then we'll just ask Malfoy, hey, are you the heir of Slytherin? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. Yeah. So and that's the end of that chapter. A uh, lot happened in chapter nine. Um, and yeah, that takes us into chapter 10. Uh Lockhart uses Harry to help act out all his daring deeds in his class. They they talk about how his class, they're not actually learning any defense against the dark arts. It's just Lockhart telling them about all this cool shit he's done. And he uses Harry to be like his like prop. Yeah, his prop and his like theater partner is like, all right, Harry, you're the werewolf and I will now do this. And ha ha, avast, ye werewolf. And it's it's so funny. I love him. Um, I hate, I hate you so much because you love him. I know that you hate that I love him and that makes me love him (laughs) even more. Uh, they get a note from Lockhart to get the potion book they need because it's in the restricted section. So they need a teacher's signature and Lockhart, of course, immediately is just like, yeah, sure. For the best students in the class, which he means Hermione. And then he also tells Harry he can give him Quidditch lesson lessons. Apparently, Lockhart was also a seeker. And he's like, oh, the national team wanted me, but I had other duties to attend to. Uh, God, he's so good. He's so full of shit. He's the best. I love him. Um, apparently, it's going to take a month to brew this potion. 
And also, they'll have to steal a lot of the ingredients from Snape's stores. And again, I'm just like, this plan is brilliant. I can find no faults in it. This will surely, what can go wrong? Um, uh, don't call me Shirley. I will. And then we get to the fucking Quidditch game. Yet another Quidditch match. Uh, yeah, It's your favorite time. It's my favorite time. Um, so not only do the Slytherin have better brooms, but they've got an enchanted bludger coming after Harry nonstop. And, and I have to take a sidebar here. The, uh, how are these people so stupid? How is this ref, what's her name, The like the broom teacher? Uh, Madame Hooch. Hooch. How are these idiots not immediately like, because the people on the team are like immediately, yeah, something's fucked up with this bludger. It's obviously been enchanted. It's not supposed to go after only one person. It is literally only going after Harry, but literally everyone else, Hooch, the referees, the spectators just like, not all this seems fine to me. I, I don't see anything wrong with this. What is wrong with these idiots? I don't understand. I, I can't even begin to try and justify it. Yeah. I'm just... Um, my, my best guess is, like, there's a certain formality to, like, once the game starts, <sighs> like, it is what it is. Yeah. Any and all, like, intrusions or whatever the fuck, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, you fucking deal with they it. They kind of... I feel like they kind of touch on that a little bit, because they call a timeout, and they're like, oh, we need to do a formal protest... But in order to do that, they'd have to, like, forfeit the game first and then do the protest. And it's just like... Yeah, like, there's this kind of, like, this thing. And I I actually... I guess I don't know that this is fact. So I'm sure somebody will fucking (laughs) fact check me and talk shit to us. But Fact check us in the comments. I feel like, like, in most situations, like... Once a Quidditch match starts, it it doesn't stop until, like, the the snitch is caught. Like, end of story, period. Uh, well, I mean, they call timeout here. It's dumb because it's like, well, what if somebody's cheating? Yeah. Like, you need to stop that. But I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I, the, the, these fucking books are not about Quidditch. Quidditch is neither here nor there. They need to not have Quidditch in them because I'm like, these fuckers are so stupid. It's they're like, And Wood's like, oh, it's impossible for anyone to have ch- enchanted it. It's been in her office since our last practice. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, magic exists, you dumbass. <laughs> Things happen. Magic exists. Nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible, you dipshit. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like, yeah. you fucking morons. You're not wrong. I mean, dude, look. J.K. Rowling has herself admitted that she hates writing right. Quidditch matches. We've talked about this, yeah. So I'm just I'm just baffled that she keeps that doing she it. She includes so many of them. Oh They're not God. great. I I hope <laughs> they thin out the later we get into the books here. Uh, any oh God, I don't like that reaction. Jesus, that does not encourage me. Let's move on. Um, long story short, with the Quidditch, I literally have like two notes here from the Quidditch match. The Bludger breaks his arm, but he catches the snitch and wins the game. Passes out. The end. There you go. That's it. That's uh, all that happens. Yeah, that that's that's all that we need to know. Um, <laughs> when he when he like wakes up as he's like passed out on the field, he sees Lockhart above him. And he's like, no, anyone but you. Because Harry, <laughs> no, ha- no, Harry hates Lockhart. You. I don't know if I've mentioned that much here in my notes because I love him too much. He's like, oh, no, it's not so you. And Lockhart immediately, I have this in quotes, oh, he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> the poor boy. <laughs> 
It's so uh, good. He's so oblivious, and I love it. Um, so he says he's going to fix Harry's arm, fix the bones, the broken bones, but instead he accidentally just removes all of Harry's bones, um, which is pretty God, gross and funny. so shitty. It's, it's, the way she describes his boneless arm is so gross. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Does she, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Does she use the word flaccid? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I have no evidence to support that, but I'm pretty sure she says flaccid. She described J.K. It- Rowling uses weird descriptive words. Her adjectives are like a little um, questionable at times. Listen, flaccid would be accurate if you didn't have bones in your arm. Um, I think she I describes know, it as but- like a flesh-colored rubber glove. It just flops around like a flesh-colored rubber glove, and I'm like, Ew. That is something that you can buy at the adult store. <laughs> right next to Moaning Myrtle's new DVD. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they take him to the hospital wing, and the, the gal there is like, Ah, shit, repairing bones is easy, but regrowing bones, that's going to suck for you. And he has to, like, spend the night in the hospital. And my next note here... (laughs) My next note here just says, Oh, this chapter has Quidditch and Dobby. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) I was not... All the makings for uh, an incredible chapter for you. Yes, let's throw in a flying car and we've got the perfect trifecta. Uh, (laughs) Them getting in trouble for some dumb shit. Um... So, obviously, Dobby is responsible for all the bad shit happening to him, not being able to get to the platform. Uh, the bludger was him. Something else I feel like I can't even remember. Um, yeah, all the bad shit that's been happening to him. Dobby mentions here that the chamber has opened before. They talk for a while. I don't give a shit about Dobby. Uh, anyway, while he's while they're there... Well, Dobby leaves, uh, Dumble and McGonagall bring in another petrified attacked victim, and it turns out it's yep. our boy Colin Creevy, the creepy. Creevy, creepy, that has to be, that can't be a coincidence. Um, creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. And, uh, Especially because he takes pictures? Oh, yeah, no. Peeping Tom Creevy. Oh, his name should be this Tom. This kid is like 11. Let's not. His, his name should be Tom Creevy. Creepy Tom Creevy. Uh, Ew. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you sound like a fucking dude that would be rubbing his belly. No, belly I'm not. Creep. A little bit. Yeah. yeah boy. <laughs> Get in there. Uh, anyway. Nice and deep black. Nice and deep black. Anyway, <laughs> Dumbledore. So, yeah, this is Dumbledore and McGonagall bringing them in. They're like, oh, maybe he, because of course he has the camera. They're like, maybe he took a picture of his attacker, but the camera's like fucked up. Uh, and Dumbledore here says the chamber is indeed open again. And so, yeah, apparently it's been open before. Mind blown. And McGonagall asks Dumble, like, but who who could do that or whatever? Or I can't remember how they phrase it. Some, they ask Dumble who, and he basically says, not who, what? Dun, dun, dun. So, and that's the end of that chapter. And what we're going to talk about today. No, 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 no. What, did I have it wrong? Uh, yeah, so it says, 
But Albus, surely, who? Right. The question is not who, said Dumbledore, his eyes on Colin. The question is how. Oh, how? So, which which implies that he knows who, that everybody should know gotcha. who. Gotcha. It's just a matter of how. Gotcha. Okay. I, I wrote that down wrong then. Yeah. Not how. When. um so yeah uh that's that's gonna be the end of this section here um not when but why why? yes (laughs) um i said some some good stuff here the back the backstory the world building with like hogwarts and the four founders was interesting anytime lockhart is around he's hilarious and i love him uh bin's also pretty great uh, the rest of it is just like, what are we doing here? This is this is a decent <clears throat> batch of chapters. For yeah. this, aside from the Quidditch match. Yes. Which, again, I mean, still serves as a vehicle to get Harry into the hospital wing. Right. The Quidditch you match know. and also the, the, the dead people party. I don't know if there was anything I missed in there, something I should have gone <laughs> over, but I was like... No, there's not. I promise you there's not. It's, it's just not important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I figured. Uh, the, the, the creepy voice is, is a little interesting, too. I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Like I said, I, you, you just saying it's not Voldy has me a little bit more intrigued because I would just automatically assume that's what was going on to start here. So um, yeah. I'm curious to see where that goes now. No, it's it's good. It's um, So, like, I, I feel, I mean, obviously we've talked about this at length. Um, and there are several episodes of this podcast to prove this. So. <laughs> no, wait, um, what? But I... <laughs> Go listen now. <laughs> um, I think... I think that there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know that I'd say fun, but just like good, I mean, solid story writing things happening in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to me, it just comparatively to every single other story, it just it just falls short. It just does not hit the bullseye for me. Um, and and you you know I'm sure obviously you'll you'll come up with your own you know opinion once the book is over sure um but one once we finish it just doesn't seem like it fits in like the grand plan sure you know um and it's just kind of there and that's how i've always felt about it although as i've gotten older and i've reread the book several times there are several things that are like oh wow like that is really important right for later um little little I bits and maybe pieces just, here and there it's really it's really light handed and and some of it um, there might be some like hardcore Potterheads out there that will disagree with me and maybe give me shit for this but like not only it being kind of light handed but like some of it I don't I don't fully believe that Rowling knew what she wanted to do with that information or that stuff until later and then she was like hey I'll use that yeah right um, so it doesn't seem as as intentional you know sure. Or yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's still good. There's you know this this batch of chapters I think is solid. There's there's one more batch of chapters later that we'll do that I think is like um, a pretty solid batch of chapters. Still some questionable things happening in it, but it's it. I mean, it's 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 fine. You know, sure. Um, y- you will notice an insane switch though after this book. Mm, I hope so. Um, yeah, like I said, it. <clears throat> 
this batch wasn't wasn't the worst. I, that, that last batch was was definitely a lot worse in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Um, very very little aside from introducing me to Gilderoy Lockhart was good in that first batch, but yeah, I mean, like I said, there there was definitely some interesting stuff here. Uh, I'm curious about the voice and you know the chamber and just. What's going to happen with all that? The whole polyjuice potion plan, I think, is so ridiculous and stupid. And I hope they kind of do that and get it over with quickly here in these next couple chapters. And, oh, my God, don't shake your head at me. And then we can move on to (laughs) some good and interesting things. But uh, now I'm very sure uh, that won't happen based on your reaction. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so, I was popping my neck. Yeah, you're just popping your neck. So, Joy, <laughs> uh, yeah, may- maybe I shouldn't be so harsh on the everyday, day-to-day school stuff. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's their own kind of enjoyment for that stuff, but I, I just don't care about most of it. Um, I want to get more world-building, more interesting stuff like that. And yeah, the the other thing... I will say that's that's bugged me a little bit is Harry's been in this wizarding world for like a year and a half now. And I'm, I understand there's probably a lot to know and learn, but I feel like she's still leaning on the uh, whole oblivious fish out of water. Yes, the fish out of yeah. water, oblivious protagonist thing too much and you know i understand she's using that as a device to explain things to the readers because obviously we don't know a lot of stuff but it's just it's just getting it's wearing a little thin um and I, i don't know how you fully get around that how you explain these things that we as the readers need to know while not just like having Harry be confused by it as well. I don't have a good solution for that, I guess, but it's just, it's, it's, it's worn on me a little bit where I'm like, shouldn't Harry fucking know what a mudblood and a squib is at this point? Maybe that's a, maybe that's a weird kind of nothing criticism, but I don't know. Well, okay. I mean like that specifically is like Harry doesn't surround himself by shit. People that use that type of terminology. You know, like that's a good point. Um, you know, I so there. That is a that is that is something that will be present. I mean, sure. Um, and I, yeah, I expected that. There, there's a part of it that not only is it because like he's a fish out of water, um, but Harry is also not the most studious, sure character, right? So there, there's so much that he misses, and uh, I understand that's convenient, you know, and uh, as a writer. Uh, J.K. Rowling is like, hey, I'm going to lean on that and like use that for exposition. It's fine. Um, but, you know, it, 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 I don't think it's too bad. I, and I, and I, I genuinely don't feel like it's like overdone later. Sure. Uh, there's lots that there's lots that's found out that by Harry himself. Um, a lot more that is explained by either Dumbledore or. Hermione. <laughs> sure. And but, you know, uh, I, you know, and like I said, it's not bug it's not something that's bugging me too much. It's not bad. I've just noticed it a little bit where like for example, a way that she did it that was very well done and interesting was like the bins thing where they they all correct. like don't know what's what this is about and they have bins basically explain it where it's like oh, this is like big exposition dump right here, but it was done in a very good and interesting way. 
Definitely. And, and I, um, I'm not saying like, oh, you have to find a good and interesting way to do every little thing you want to explore. But it just it was kind of a stark contrast where I was like, oh, this is really well done and interesting versus, oh, here's another thing that Harry doesn't know about. You're you're absolutely right. And like I've never I've never given it too much. Um, I guess like too much time to really like. I guess weigh in on it or, or like make me have, you know, a a big opinion Mm -hmm. about it, but, like, there are a lot of Harry Potter fans who um, are actually kind of, like, just disappointed that this entire setting is in a school, Mm. which is meant for education, you know, which is meant for you to learn things, and there's not a lot about the Harry, you know, I shouldn't say the Harry Potter world, the, the wizarding world that is taught about through the school, you know, like, like, you would think that that would be a fantastic uh, way to, you know, a teacher would give a course on whatever, um, or you would get more from prof- Professor Bins or whatever. Um, but so so many of the things that you learn about are just through Harry being completely oblivious and literally just being like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right, right. And somebody has to explain it to him, you know? I, I wonder um, if she thought that would be too boring if there was like just a lot of like mid chapter lectures like oh this is the exposition dump on this and maybe maybe it would be maybe if you had more things maybe the bins thing stood out as really good because she has used it sparingly i don't know um yeah that that, that definitely could be the case if if she overdid that maybe it would have been like oh great here we go another fucking lecture (laughs) about yeah i could definitely see that turning into something where it's like well, now's the time yep. to learn about yep. stuff. Like, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Here, get aboard the lecture train. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So next time we are going to go over the next four chapters, uh, chapters eleven through fourteen, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we're going to do two more episodes of this book, four chapters each, to finish out the book. There are apparently eighteen chapters in this guy, so. Uh, yeah. yeah, we will get to that next time. Thank you guys for joining us. Zach, do you have any closing thoughts here? No, just, uh, you know, hey, if you guys haven't already checked out the uh, the other, I guess, uh, series that we are working through the good uh, on series. We Don't Wanna. The, the what? One, the one that's really good, the good series. You know, oh, no, 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 amazing. no, none of that. <laughs> the other series that we're working on. <laughs> um, we are uh, diving into the world of One Piece. Um, I am not a fan. And uh, and it's fun. You know, I'm talking shit about it, but there's there's some fun and enjoyable oh, things. Oh, yeah, we're having a good time. Um, you know, if you're, if you're an anime fan or you are a One Piece fan, of course, uh, you know, go check that out and uh, see what we've got to say. Uh, Scott has a hard time... Uh, de- defending all the uh, bullshit from One Piece. Wrong. <laughs> it's very easy because there's none. <laughs> Slight exaggeration. There is a there's a little bit. <laughs> Definitely not the case, no. but um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a blast. It's been a ton of fun. So yeah, definitely go check that out if you haven't already. Um, and I guess just stay tuned. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to finish up the rest of this book and uh, and really get into uh, arguably one of the best the best books in the series book three so can't wait can't wait all right zach thanks for joining me today and we'll see everybody out there next time bye